Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff. Of. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in this song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our bonus episode I've got to issue apologies to my uh, my partner, the Wolf Because you've got shit to do yes. And I basically overslept this morning so Mate, it's fine But you know what, you actually roll that sort of like just got out of bed, sort of like cheeky little sort of vibe. Uh, nice boy, you you roll it nice. <laughs> I hate that because I've been just before coming on to here, just running around panicking, grabbing my laptop, grabbing that. You know that sort of. I hate that kind of. Uh, you know what? I, I got a horrible kind of rush. I got in so much pain today. I had, I think, the biggest day of exercise that I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I, I need to check if this is true, okay? So according to your Insta stories, yeah. which is how I basically follow you more than even us keeping in touch. Yeah. You did a round of golf, the best round of golf of your life. Yeah. But that was after yeah. doing a 20-mile bike ride. It was after true. doing, it was, uh, so altogether I did 24 kilometres, 25 kilometres, so it was about 20 right, miles, yeah. yeah. 25 yeah, kilometres, yeah. yeah. And okay. also on top of that, bro, on top of that, I did a weight session in the morning. Okay, amazing. Do you, you so, want to hit? Look, 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 look. Let me just show you this because this is this. I'm extremely proud. This is where of this. I start. This is where I start to regret bringing this up now because you're getting. I can see you've had an IV drip of Kool Aid. <laughs> set up. I feel very. I feel very chilled and good about my shit. There we go. Look at this. Look, this is my day yesterday. Can you see that? There you go. Yeah, hold it up closer so that we can get that for the listeners. <laughs> can you see it though? Yeah, I can see it. So, outdoor cycle 1.41 kilometres. Outdoor cycle 2.78 kilometres. Outdoor cycle 21.26 kilometres. Traditional strength training and then outdoor walk of 3.13 miles. Yeah. Oh, you missed the golf. That's up. Golf, 2,170. I burnt 7,800 calories yesterday. Wow. Yeah, man. And I, do, you know what that- I, do you know what I ate healthy too? Okay, I, I think I, I might prefer unhealthy Thomas. Right? <laughs> Mate, like I, it, one one day of living healthy, you've already turned to an absolute I, fucking. I was literally. Brick. Have you been on a bike recently? Have I been? Uh, well, I do Peloton, but yeah, I mean, but a natural bicycle. You've got a nice bicycle, <laughs> man. Honestly, bicycle, oh, bro. Don't call that in the bike world. You call it a suck. Well, why, call... Look, look, just. Can we just cut the bullshit? Why did you do a long bike ride yesterday? How did that? Why have you, why have your and the bicycling world's paths crossed? Right. So look, the thing about me, right, is sometimes I oh should... my god, <laughs> I will look at something, right, and I'll go, I can do that, I can do that, right. So near me there is a massive water, like a open bit of water. It's a man-made water sort of reservoir type thing. It isn't a lake and it isn't a river. I don't need to get distracted. Okay, it's, it's like, not a lake and it's not a river. It's like a man-made water thing, right? Okay. The big man-made well, lake. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Right? Right, fine. Right. 
So around that thing is the, the light. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Around it, you can cycle around it, right? right? I've driven past it. I've walked around it with the dog a couple of times. And I thought to myself, I've seen people cycle it. And I thought, oh, man, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. So uh, I just went for it yesterday. I just didn't care. I just went, I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, I fucking owned that fucking man-made like reservoir lake. Okay. I mean, you, you've managed to take a really long time to give me no extra fucking detail at all, really. <laughs> Apart from the fact you went around a lake. Did you do it on your own? No, no, no. Catherine came. Catherine got an electric bike, so that made it quite a lot easier. But, or as uh, you call it, she got an electric bicycle. Um, uh, <laughs> what have you? What, what did you ride on? I rode a mountain bike, man. No electric. How did you find it? So hard. My ass is in pieces today. Genuinely, it's really painful. That's what happened to it after the bike ride. (laughs) I lost the golf. I'll be honest with you. I was amazed that you'd done that. I would like to do it one time. I'd like to go on a bike ride with you one time. I can't imagine that would be fun. Yeah, but you, you, I mean, you do more biking than I do. On Peloton, in, yeah. my, in my house. I don't, I don't go outside. I think out, outdoor biking or cycling, whatever. Well, the fuck seat, you had to bring your own seat. That's one thing I want to say to you, because you're like, you know, they fucking burn. Well, I'm planning to bring my own bicycle. Have you got your own bike? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got my how, how do I not, not know this about you? I guess it's because I, I don't know in what world I would bring that up in conversation. <laughs> how long have you had your own bike for? Or bicycle, on it? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ages. Oh wow! How often do you go out on it? Um, I used it once the day I bought it, and I've never used it since. I'm just thinking, like, we could have a cool little name, like the Bike Brothers. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not. I, I can't even describe that name as Route One. <laughs> it, 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 it's if there's something below Route One. <laughs> no, but like. We, <laughs> Well, we could like do staying like staying at home down by <laughs> down by you, right? There's yeah. loads of coastal rides and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm near the coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. do coastal rides, and mate, my fantasy, one of my fantasies, is me and you just fucking just on the bike, right? And we just pull up, and we're on like some fucking like seaford or some sort of cliff face or whatever, mm. and we just both look over, and the fucking seagulls are there, and the fucking there's a ferry going across, mm. and we just look out and just go fucking, oh, we did this, man. Yeah, we just get there and we pull up, take our helmets off, just put them on the on the handlebars, just look out across the sea, and go. Looks like the wolf and Allen achieved something today, my dear. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, you know what? I think they did. <laughs> and then a, we make love. It's a, it's it's an amazing feeling when you feel like you've accomplished something. Okay, I I, I really honestly, I'm really happy for you that you did a bike ride. The fact that you're talking about it like Nelson Mandela just after he got released uh, really has added to this for me. No, but I think what I really want from you is you to go out there and do, like, you know what? Just fucking go and snorkel the arse out of the sea when you're on holiday or something. Like, fucking go. (laughs) God, it's it's like... You're, You're just talking like... You're an inspirational figure because you rode around a lake with your wife. It's incredible. 
<laughs> you know, uh, who's, uh, who's who's that guy? I, who... I would just I would just love it if you got booked for an espresso speaker. Just sort of go, you know, just go and do it. And I I learn, you know, I learn. You just you just look at these barriers, and you know what you look at those barriers is the steps up. You know what steps they... up to achieving your goal. What did you do to make you believe like this? Well, uh, I'm glad I you asked the cycled question. Cycled round a man-made reservoir straight lake. <laughs> Somebody comes over and goes, um, yeah, I think, well, thank you very much, uh, Tom, Tom how, Mr. How Davis. How was this, was this like 21, 21 22 kilometres? <laughs> I think, and, by and the what, way. What, what, disability, what disability did you have to overcome to do it? Well, I've got a sore saddle. Is that saddle bone? <laughs> also, my wife was on an electric bike. I was on a normal bike, so I had to try and keep up with her, which is a sad <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but look, but genuinely, genuinely, mate, all bullshit and piss taken aside, I'm proud of you. Thank you, brother. I'm proud of you because that's a proper, proper bit of exercise. That you know what um, is, I don't want. Yeah, I just feel that. Yeah, my yeah, to hear that from you, someone I respect, and yeah, I just want to see you just fucking own shit, man. Like, uh, yeah, as brothers. Um, yeah, we're there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whenever I hear about cyclists who are like riding, like doing really long distances every day, like over, when they say that they've got to take on calories or they've got to eat massive meals, always so envious. Yeah. Like you burnt, did you do really do 8,000 calories yesterday? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I had for tea, which was amazing? I had a dal uh, and then uh, like homemade dal, cafe made dal, uh, Mm. and like a brindle bargy vibe and rice. Mm. It was incredible. Because I was kind of craving like a Domino's pizza. And I nearly yeah. went for a Domino's pizza, but yeah. no, I didn't. Instead, you went for a, a curry. Yeah. Was... My arse hurts, you know, the muscles of my arse hurt badly. <laughs> so why not make it a full house and get the ring Mate, a bit I, I would have well. curry every night if I could. I know Gen- you would. It's my I f- and also homemade curry, curry. I mean, look, I love a takeaway curry. Shout out to everyone. Do you know what you sound like? You sound like, uh, you sound like Brent trying to convince his Asian mate he's not racist. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Let me say, do you know what my favourite food is? Curry. Yeah, curry, actually. So, just goes to show you. You know what I had last night? A doll. A doll. One of my, so, my favourite... Knowing you're a vegan, I don't... Ah, like... <laughs> oh, Tom, I love actually, you for that, mate. I'll tell you That's what amazing. I did have, actually, just to... Just to sorry, make this a bit more sombre. Um, and maybe just oh. take this down a notch or two. To celebrate the uh, my awesome feet. Uh, I actually, I went and I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have a feast. And let me say. The, the, the ice cream feast. The ice cream feast. They have, yeah. I haven't had a feast in, man, I would be, look, you know, I wanna, don't want to speculate. I, I'm going to try and be as earnest as I can. I'd say oh, about 15 years I haven't had a feast. Mm. If anyone's seen me at a feast uh, in the last 15 years. Well, what, has that, what, has, what, has, what has that got to do with you being earnest? No, I'm being earnest and being honest. So, yeah, and saying that, I'm being like... Just say you're being honest. Right, yeah, but earnest is a better word. Yeah, but it's the wrong word. Basically, it's not. Earnest it means, it means honest. No, it doesn't. Mate, earnest was how honest started. Oh, here we go. It, it was. That's right. Earnest was the word they used, and then someone's changed it to honest. Because it was just that that was how it worked. I guarantee, mate. I swear. You guarantee? Yeah. You guarantee that earnest means the same thing as honest. 
So what do you think honest means? Honest means being truthful and, and real, right? Okay. Let me look up earnest for you. Earnest means being truthful in fact. No, earnest means being sincere and intent. Which is the same as truthful. Mm, okay. Right. Like, look, look, okay, it means sincere and intense, right? That's what it meant. And everyone went, oh, actually, let's, we can't, like, we're going to knock it up a level. And honesty is going to become the new thing rather than okay, honesty. But, but when you said that you haven't had a feast in 15 years, nobody's going, God, that's really intense. The way yeah, Thomas no, what, what, actually, times did, since his last well, had a feast. If they didn't hear it in my voice, I was being very intense. Okay, go on. Right. So explain. Right. You're being very what? Intense. <laughs> right. Okay, go on. So tell me, you've not had a, you've not had a feast for 15 years. Right. Let me tell you something now. I've not seen a feast. They, uh, okay, anyway, like, like, I don't want to ruin this story. Go on. Yeah, no, let me just say that you're a vegan, so if you get any ice cream, you're fucking, you're winning, right? Like, no offence. Yeah, okay. No, but like, I love you, you know that. But yeah. I've tried vegan ice cream. And some of it's okay. I don't know if I, I, don't, know if I, li- I don't know if I like post bike ride, Tom. It's like, it's like different in you. <laughs> no, it's not. Just... Do, you know, do you know sometimes, like, you know, we, you know, when people get a bit of success sometimes. We both know people, and yes, it sort of breaks do, yeah, something yeah. in it. It sort, of, it sort of changes something in them. It's just happened to you. It's yeah. so weird. He's, he's, won, he's won a BAFTA. He's absolutely smashed it with one of the biggest sitcoms of the BBC. Who would have thought? It, none, of, none of those things did him. You know what finally did for him? A bike ride around a lake. That's what. That's what. <laughs> right. Look, let me hear it up. Let me be real. Okay, for a go second. on. Yeah. Feasts have changed the uh, like. In, so basically, let me break it down. In a feast, you get a nut and chocolate overcoat in, right? Then you yeah. get chocolate ice cream, and in the middle of the feast, the the, the 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 biggest treat of all is you get like a little chocolate bar in the middle of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Right? A little chocolate core. Yeah. yeah, a little chocolate core, which is beautiful. They they have changed the size of the chocolate core. They've, it's, they've shrunk it significantly. It's really, yeah. It's Are you really... sure it's not just it looks smaller and you're sort of big poor? It's not been 15 years since you've had yeah. it. Yeah, but my hand size hasn't changed in 15 years. Like, yeah, I sort of still, when I was like 25, I still had similar sort of size hands. Like, yeah, if, no, if, because like... One of the things that you've always done is measured your hands weekly, isn't it? <laughs> No, but I know that I've gone. I've always been the same glove size since I was like eighteen. Right. Okay. What an incredible thing to say. Right. So, so when I look upon that feast, I'm like, "Fucking hell, they've they shrunk this. They've pulled our pants down here." And obviously, yeah. it's more expensive with inflation and such. How much is a feast now? Uh, look, I brought a can of coke. I brought two feasts: one for my wife, one for myself, and a Who's whole. Who's a can of coke with a feast? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've just done... are, you, are you worried that you won't definitely get type 2 diabetes <laughs> no I've just done a big old fucking bike ride right you put a can of coke and a feast <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> are, are we talking about a, are we talking about are we, t- are we talking about a full fat coke yeah. yeah what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> right so <somebody. laughs> Just <laughs> Catherine. What did Catherine have? What did Catherine have? She had some water on her feast. <laughs> of course she did. This, this, this right? She's having an ice cream. <laughs> let me, let me. You know, this, you know the worst thing about it is, is that you'll have the feast. All your sweet receptors will be fired to shit, and then you drink a coke that basically tastes like water anyway. <laughs> right. Do you, right. I'm going to fucking open Pandora's box and uh, okay, pull on. my own pants down here. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> on the way round, we we stop at um we stop at this lovely pub, right? Okay. Beautiful pub, really nice little country boozer, and uh, I, Catherine's <laughs> like, you know, sort of like, you know, da, 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 do you want to go, you know, get a drink? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what do you want? And she said like a Coke Zero, and uh, I went in and I was panting from the <laughs> for the bike ride and sweating yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. And I went in and Jenny went, oh man, this bike ride, yeah, we've, we've, we've done 21 kilometers. That's where I stopped my watch for the first time. We've done 21 kilometers. And I'm panting, I'm like, give us a full fat Coke. Right, so I had a pint of full fat Coke, Kevin of the Coke Zero. And then I took a big slurp out of it in front of everyone, <laughs> sweating, and realized how fucking, tri- like, I'd become that sort of really losery guy. I'm just, I'm just like nailing half a, half a pint of Coke like that, let out a bit of a belch. And then, <laughs> And then had some, then had some crisps. <laughs> like you, I look round and all the other cyclists are having like orange juice and nuts and fucking sultanas or whatever else. I want a fucking bag, fucking pint of full fat coke and a bag of sort of vinegar crisps. I can't work out why I'm not losing any weight. <laughs> but 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 to be fair to you. I would actually say that that to me is not as mad as the feast in the coke. Really? You got yeah, because you've got salt and sweet there. I understand yeah. why after some coke you'd crave some crisps. It's just the fact that <laughs> you're, you're washing down an ice cream with coke and coke. <laughs> <sighs> but look, oh, I yeah. love, listen, I love that about you. You what you you want what you want. Uh, I respect you for that. Um, I like the fact you respect the fact that I sort of like fucking had an ice cream and a Coca-Cola more than the fucking 21 mile bike ride. No, I, I love the bike <laughs> uh, ride. But listen, I just want to say now, look, yeah, I've, during the time we've done this podcast, I've gone toe to toe with some of the biggest brands in, in the world. Oh, wow. Here and we go. Um, yeah, I sort of made a promise after the Krispy Kreme fiasco and you know i you know i, I sort so you've of already broken that promise you yeah, mispronounced yeah. it again but go on. um that i would try not to go toe-to-toe with any of the big big brands but i'm now yeah. i'm taking my shirt off and i'm saying to feast fucking sort, sort that chocolate middle out guys because it's not fair who what? makes feast i don't actually know <laughs> i'm gonna look now who makes feast lollies because i'm going to be honest with you i my kids are, uh, are regular ice cream consumers. As you sort of so aggressively said, it's very rare that I can get an ice cream because I'm some sort of vegan. Walls, walls, mate. Right, walls feast. Walls. I, I can't believe we didn't. I can't believe we didn't know that. So that's a shout but, out um, to walls. Just sort it out because actually, thinking about you know my kin, Ramesh's three boys, I want them to enjoy a feast how it's meant to be enjoyed, not this sparse little facade that they're having to eat now. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing is though, every, every ice cream van I've been to in over the last however long, they've not had feasts, they've had festivals. Which what festival? is the festivals is like the bootleg feast. Oh really? Made by someone else. It's the same thing, essentially. But but how's, I don't how's the chocolate inside? I've got no idea. As you said, Tom, I'm vegan scared. So uh know. have any of the boys had one? Yeah, and that you know, they they've not seen They've not seen anything different. They, all they know is that size. Do me a favour this weekend, if you can, mate. Can you go out and take the three boys, right? And get, if you can, get a feast and a festival and compare them and then 
come back next week on this podcast. Yeah, sure. I think I think what's easier because you're so annoyed about it. I think what's easier is rather than you just going and doing that, is I'll organise my a little outing for my three boys and then force them to eat two ice creams each. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Uncle Tom's had one of his Uncle Tom's had one of his things again, so we're gonna have to go and get two ice creams each. They'd love no, that. Stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> Finish it. Uncle, T- Uncle Tom wants to know the results of this experiment. Okay? It's imperative you get to the middle. <laughs> I need to take a photo. Fa- Stop crying so I can take a photo of you next to the chocolate core for scale. Listen, uh, um, actually, right. Right, should we do- shout out vegan ice cream. I sent you those little balls the other day, those vegan balls, the picture of them. Have you had those yet? Oh, I didn't know they were vegan. I just thought you were sending me a weird thing or something you'd eat. Mate, they are unbelievable. They really? go with different flavours. I have mango. They're really refreshing, yeah, yeah. All right, well, look, uh, apologies, listeners. I know this is the email episode, but obviously Tom's achieved something quite impressive, so we had to spend the first half of the podcast talking about that. So this is from... Hold on one sec. This is from Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, and this email, this email it's Joe, Joe short for Joanna. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, am I feeling it too deep is the subject. This wow. Email. I, don't, I've, I don't think I've ever read the subject before out loud. Um, okay. Hi, Lisa, Rom, and Tom. I'm currently sitting in my car reeling. I've just arrived home after a Facebook marketplace incident. And I can't help thinking I'm feeling this whole thing too deep and overreacting. Well, we're here to help you, Joe. Uh, a couple of days ago, I arranged with someone a specific time to go and collect and pay for a small piece of second-hand furniture, uh, a pink velvet footstool from Ooh, their nice. house. Sounds nice. Sounds well, classy. Sounds lovely, yeah. When I arrived at the address they sent me uh, at said time, they looked dumbfounded before telling me she'd sold it to someone else. This is a 40-minute round trip via a cash point in the middle of a busy morning, ferrying my sons to and from swimming lessons. I honestly could have cried. I was, with hindsight, probably disproportionately, very excited to bring home a new bargain, and the thoughtlessness and dismissive nature of the seller really upset me. I felt flushed and embarrassed. I felt the tears welling up, so I left and dashed back to my car sharpish. My question to you is this. Do you ever find yourself overreacting to relatively minor things? And if you do, what do you do to calm yourself down? Thank you, Swan Allen, well, for taking the time to read my email and taking the time to make your podcast. It's an honour to be part of your pod community. What a lovely number one little Joe, closing sentence. I am okay. seething for you. I'm not. I, I think you've been actually very decent by using the word reeling because I would be dropping the seething bomb and I'd be dropping it with intensity. What those people have done is nothing short of scandalous. Like when you make an arrangement to buy something uh, as such, and you and they said, "All right, this is yours." there is a stat of limitation where they have to fucking wait for you to come. What they've done is they've scantily turned around and said, oh, right, they've probably accepted bids from 20 different people. You probably weren't the only one. If you'd sat outside their house afterwards, you'd probably seen seven or eight different people coming in and all finding out the same thing, that this pink footstool uh, has been sold before. And that what they were doing is they were greedily just waiting for the first person to get there. Uh, it's unethical, and it's, if I'm going to be honest, disgusting. Let me just say to you, right, Oh, my God. I, a while ago, was selling my shed, okay? And uh, 
there was a lot of interest in the said shed. It's, it was an amazing. Well, there would have been because you you used your social media channels to to post about this fucking shed. Right. So it was a, also talked about it's all this stuff about it's all this stuff about King Gary, then and then plonked in the middle of your Twitter. There's a picture of a shed. Yeah, so look, there's a lot of interest in it, right? Uh, a guy gets in touch with me, comes to see the said shed, likes it a lot. He's really impressed with the shed, how it looks, uh, the condition it's in. Uh, actually says that I've priced it too low. I turn around to the guy and say, look, I'm a fucking ethical guy. right? What I've put it up as is what it is for, right? The guy says he'll take it. I then tell everyone and I take it down off places because he's taking it. We didn't hear back from him. The whole thing was a rue. Hmm. A rue? Yeah. Sort of a white sort of sauce. How do you make that? A rue. A rue. You make that, by the way, just chatting out another cooking tip. You make that by melting butter, a little bit of flour in the butter. You then mould it together to make a very, very like sort of like nice sort of pasty thing. Uh, And that's that's what you thought this was. And then you pour in some milk. You wait for the milk to boil. Essential to throw in a little bit of salt and white pepper. Wait for the milk to boil and thicken, and then you've got yourself a nice white bechamel sauce. Add cheese, so preference something yeah. smoky. And a lot of people sort of alter the recipe a bit on a, on a roux. What, I've never heard it altered to the point that. Have you never heard they've made, roux? They've made it. They've made an offer on a shed and no, it turned up. Have you it's never a heard, very unusual way have to you make. You've never heard of a roux as like. I've heard of a ruse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that would be what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> right so the whole thing was a ruse right he right. i am then seething with this gentleman i didn't mm. text him i didn't get in contact with him uh, you know apart from saying oh when you're going to come to number one i sent a lovely text to him going oh so happy that you like the shed um i'm glad it's going to a nice home what? um oh my god you didn't say that did you yeah he said, so, uh, so happy it's going to a nice home. Mate, I was happy that someone who really valued it as a shed was going to take it. He seemed very <sighs> interested in it, right? Right. Yeah, I'm beginning to get an idea now why this guy didn't turn up. Right. He didn't come back. He didn't get back. You know. So we had to relist the shed. Uh, in doing that, again, there was I, I then we then just did that through uh, Gumtree and a couple of other places. And But I still then, I ran that very, very strict thing. First come, first served. I, this time I was a lot more like, look, you know, there's a lot of interest in this shed. You need to make a down payment while you're here. Um, uh, to a lovely couple of guys who, and do you know what? Actually, one of the sweetest stories I've ever heard. He took the shed because he lives in a, what is a Western community. So um, he lives in like a, uh, like a log cabin and he wanted a little outhouse. And that's what he was using the shed for. That just made me happy, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, one of the sweetest stories I've ever heard. You're absolutely right, uh, Tom. Do, you do realise though you're kind of uh, justifying what happened to Joe because you know you you put a shed up for sale. Yeah, and then the person didn't turn up. Uh, they ghosted me. They ghosted, yeah, they and ghosted I gave you. them. We gave them like two weeks. Is there is there a valid argument that this woman who or these people that sold this pink footstool before our beloved Joe got there, isn't it possible that they were worried that the same thing might happen to I them? I don't think so. so. I don't think. I think. I, I think. No, by the right, sounds, right. Of, you, you'll know their motivations. What is it? What, knowing Joe, as we do, Joe is as a, we don't. Yeah, is an incredible human being. She's very sweet. We can tell that from her email, right? Joe, I can guarantee this is what's happened. Joe's seen the pink footstool. 
messaged him a lovely message on Facebook saying, oh, I love this pink footstool. Please, I, I really want this in my life. Uh, I'll be around tomorrow to pick it up with cash, right? I guarantee that's what's happened. The moment that happens, right, what you have to do as a seller, and this is what I've done, is you go, wowzers, the, you know, there's someone else is really loving this, this item I'm selling, and, you know, absolute credit to them. So, yeah, and that's what you do. And what's happened okay. instead is they've done that probably to 20 really, different people. Really, really front-loaded that example, though, didn't you? <laughs> Petered out at the end there. Um, in answer to your question, Joe, have I over overreacted to something? Yeah, I have, many times. Uh, it's actually something that I've tried to... I, I would describe myself... You know, Tom will tell you, I'm far from a zen human being now, but um, I have tried to become more zen because little things really fuck me off. Like, for example... I, this sort of stands out in my memory. I was, uh, I, I'd been sent to the to the tes to Tesco's by a beloved swan uh, to get a couple of bits Shout and pieces. Yeah, I was walking around the supermarket. Um, I find that quite a stressful, not a stressful experience. I, I sort of don't enjoy it massively because I I never take the most efficient route around the store. I'm, I I feel like I'm just sort of wandering back and forth looking for this shit over and over again. Anyway, but just quickly, Rob. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Supermarkets are laid out. If you just follow the follow the aisles, they'll see you're right. That you, but you've got to follow the aisles. Don't, what does that mean? Don't, don't you know because they're all laid out. So everything you get is in systematic order of how you need it. No, I know. I know how aisles work. Yeah, but like what I'm imagining. Yeah, what, what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying. No, what I'm imagining is, is you've got there and you sprinted straight to the freezer and fridge section, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you I, speak to anybody, if you speak to anyone that shops in Freebridge's Tesco, they will tell you one of the most sort of iconic views from that store is me sprinting around between the aisles, no, dashing around like fucking Dale Winton's encouraging me on. No, I'm just saying, I know what you're like. You're like, I'm going to whisk to the freezer bit, get the freezer stuff, right? Don't, mate, mm. please, please, just go with it. There's like supermarket expert, aisle experts who've worked it all out for us. Go with, it, go with it, veg or toilet paper and stuff first, and then just like cut into all the tin goods, right? All those bits, and then you're into the freezer stuff, right? Okay, but okay, so what you've just described is not how my supermarket is laid out, all right? So, so you can say that and you can raise your hand and sort of patronize me and go, This is how it works systematically, but that's not how my supermarket is laid out. How is your it's supermarket laid out? You go in. Yeah. And they've got some like weird sort of like little drinks offers. Yeah. Like, you know, gin and tonics first? in four packs and stuff. Very yeah. clever. Shout out to supermarkets because what they're trying to do is entice you to stuff that you're not, you, that's not normally going in your basket. Okay. And then as you go through there, you're then into like toiletries. Yeah. You know, uh, bathroom stuff, toothpaste yeah. and all that. Toothpaste, kind of stuff. toilet paper, shower gel. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, don't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't mention it when you were explaining to me how supermarkets laid out. I did. I said toilet paper and a veg. Yeah, and then alongside... No, yeah, you did say toilet paper. Yeah, but by that, I, yeah paper. I meant toilet paper. But by that, you mean toothpaste. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then there's like sandwiches and magazines. Yeah. As you come back down. Yeah. Then you go back up and you're into your kind of... Uh, then you're into your toilet paper. Yeah. And then after that, I think you're into your fruit and veg. Yeah. Off the back of that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some canned goods thrown in there. Interesting, because yours there. is slightly different from mine, but yeah. Still sort of yeah. Anyway, yeah. sort of goes on that. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is that um, yeah, I I find it a, a slightly stressful experience. I don't 
work my way up and down every aisle and trust in the supermarket like Tom does. So Catherine just walking behind is going, no, no, don't, don't worry. No, I don't want to go straight there. We've got to do this systematically. Anyway, I'm walking past the bakery bit and they've got this, these gingerbread elephants. And I see these gingerbread elephants. I think to us, do you know who'd love those? My boys. Wow. So I'm going to get them. I'm going to, I'm going to get a gingerbread elephant for each of the lads. I, it, it's behind the counter. You've got to get someone to get it for you. Yeah. Uh, so I just sort of stand there, um, waiting with my basket and two women that are working there. And by the way, before I finish the story, I'm fully aware that people working at Tesco's have got a tough job and I'm a prick. I'm the prick in this story. Okay. So, um, although this, to be fair, this woman doesn't know I'm the prick in this story because she doesn't know what's going on in my head. Her and her mate, both of them are just talking by the tiger bread, right? They've seen me waiting. And they continue talking for quite a long time, right? Um, and then eventually, after they finish their chat, she decides to come over and help me. And then as she walks over um, and walks behind the counter, the first thing she says to me after me being waiting for, for, for this amount of time is, can you get your basket off the glass, please? Ooh. It'll damage it. Now, at that point, the rage that went up, in, uh, there's something about being told off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 rage that I felt in me was absolutely like it was volcanic. Yeah, it was like I, I was fucking ready to go, but actually, but I didn't actually. The truth is, it didn't manifest itself. What, what did you say? Just three gingerbread elephants, please. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. As I'm actually on you, I do. I find that frustrating. I'm with you on that. But actually, what you should do, should have done is just go. <clears throat> excuse me. Like that would have quelled it. That supermarket folk are some of the kindest sweetest folk that they've built up this nation okay 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 this is another one of your casual observations <laughs> that's not based on any fucking truth or evidence no but they are the, re- I- but the reason the re the, but that's part of the reason i didn't do that because i think to myself i, I don't know what I, I say i don't know what it's like to work at tesco i used to do trolleys at sainsbury's but you know i just think to myself if you're having a chat you're having a chat but then don't fucking come and tell me off. Yeah, no, no. I, look, she, I, look, I think if she was here to defend herself, she would say, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm worried about the glass. The thing about it is, supermarket-wise, you have to know how to conduct yourself in a supermarket. And what you're, you, you are like... Oh, no, you yeah. like Francis Drake, that shit, right? You're like an explorer running around. Like, yeah, you're going to find the stuff you're looking for, but you're not doing it in a... Like, you're not following the map. Yeah, and, and you know... Just a little wink. Uh, you know what? Do you know what? Do you know, can, can, can I see how you've behaved on this podcast today? Okay. Okay. You've done a bike ride around a lake and had a good round of golf. And since then, on this podcast, you're talking like you've just come back from a year in Southeast Asia. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you today. I had three espressos before we started. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you got sort of all like you keep, you know, you know what you got to realize is <laughs> no, but I'm, I, I'm just trying to be deep, man. Talk about our kid, uh, uh, you know. And shout out to everyone working in the supermarket. Yeah, you're the fabric of this country. We love you. Yeah, yeah we do love you. Next up, this is from Ben. Ben, uh, su- sweet souls. Thank you for making my days to and from work an absolute joy for the past year. I mean, listen to your trial and tribulation towards stardom. You've been very generous in respect of your fellow comics, often making them sound much more accomplished than yourselves, which I'm sure is modesty on your parts. As many men, as many men, sorry, 
My youth was spent playing football and I was occasionally acutely aware of many better players around me who I thought would be a world beater. With the odd exception, nobody made the professional heights and those that did were a surprise. Your name drops have made me search out comics I've never heard of, which I'm grateful. Oh, God, we've been recommending other comics. Uh, who have you stood at the side of stage with and laughed uncontrollably at? Someone you'd pay to see who, through different circumstances, should have had a chance at the top table. Um, oh, shit. Right. Oh, so people who didn't quite... Look, I mean, I'm, I guess so, I'm yeah. going to shout out quickly a person that I do stand on the side of the stage, and I've been fortunate to do that quite a lot of times, is Ramesh. When you're watching him, it, you are like a... It's a thing of beauty when you're doing stand-up. I sincerely, oh, man, don't do that. No, 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 you're incredible, man. You, don't, you deserve your props for that. Um, people who could have gone further. It's hard to hard that because a lot of the people of Agit, I think, uh, the people, are, or most of the people that I watched back then are now smashing it. You know, like... We, we, sort, we sort of came through with a crop. Like the people that started around the same time as us. We've had a lot of people that have gone on to become... Yeah. Quite like like Beckett, Widdicombe, Rasheen Connolly, Acaster, Rasheen Connolly. Like, someone I'd have said that I think I, I remember seeing an Edinburgh show that Brett Goldstein did, and Brett Goldstein, mm. I, I as a comedy writer and, and somebody who, who understands the sort of form, format of comedy, and as, now as a sitcom writer and as a performer, I thought Brett, I think Brett's incredible, and, and like rightly great, so yeah. now getting his 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 props. But yeah, like most people then. That you you watched Catherine Ryan, you sort of knew was going to go. Mo the comedian, you like most of these people, you sort of knew were were sort of set for that. There's a few people that who who still now it feels like harsh to say like, but like Fumbi, I always thought I gigged with Fumbi quite a lot. Do you know Fumbi? Fumbi and Mateo, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, always yeah. loved him. I thought he had some, like I remember some of his jokes were just razor sharp and tough gigs as well back in the day. Um, I, I really enjoyed. It's it's hard to think of someone who. You know, like again, you know, most people that yeah, A cast when we first saw it, most people that you sort of saw were gonna were gonna go all the way and smash it. There, there are there there are people that you sort of on the circuit who, for whatever reason, haven't been as 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 big as you know. There's loads of there's loads of stories of like there are people like, for example, Ian Stone is one of the finest comedians working in the country today, and like you know, he's great. The person that sort of pops into my head, who is like known, is well known, and, and, and has had his, you know, has had his issues, like troubles, uh, you know, in the press and stuff, is Sean Walsh. Yeah. And like, you know, Sean is, um, you know, obviously Sean's a mate, and um, I supported him on tour, and obviously, so you could argue that I'm biased, but I would say that I think he's one of the most natural, naturally talented comedians I've ever seen, like, in terms of, you know, the first time I saw him, I just felt like I'd never seen anything like it before, man. I mean, I yeah. think the geese is like, he's so, so funny. I remember gigging with him early on and we were doing some upstairs in some pub and it, he was just so fucking already there. We were all sort of starting yeah. out and he was just like, everything, he, it was razor sharp and just, you know, another one actually, uh, Paul McCaffrey. I've yeah, never ever, ever watched brilliant. Paul McCaffrey or sit like whenever I've, seen him on stage with and I'm talking like the best the cream of the crop of people he's never ever I've never seen Paul McCaffrey look anything but like one of the stars of any show he's fucking so talented as a writer yeah, performer but yes it's hard because I think a lot of the people that you'd have thought were going to make it have, have made it really I don't think there's yeah. many that... I, mean, I think I do think it's a meritocracy up to a point comedy but like there is a, po- a, po- a point beyond which you know Luck has a big part to play, or being in the right place. I'll, at the I'll right say time. someone now who's about to fucking 
I think we'll nail it in the next two years. Who is sort of a, and I, like I've gigged with a lot was Michelle the Swart. I think like do you ever gig with mm. Michelle? No, I've not gigged with Michelle. Michelle's no. fucking incredible. Like incredible. Yeah. Like we we did like a Edinburgh cut like things and we gigged a lot together. And her um she was just fearless about going up and mm. doing new stuff and and like not in a way that me and you were like oh well, I've, I think we've got to write new stuff. She was just fearless and sort of like going, you know and. As an actress as well, she's she's really she's really smashing it. But I think again, I, you, she's one of those people. I've, I've always thought at some point she's going to have a have a date, and she's she's doing yeah. brilliant. Uh, oh, oh, this is what I was going to say, but we should probably say this. We just talked about Walsh and McCaffrey. They've actually got a podcast together. I mean, I don't want you know. I know we shouldn't big up other podcasts, but they do a podcast called "What's Upset You Now," and it's two blokes just chatting. Sounds a bit crap to me, uh, but yeah, they do that. So check it out. Anyway. Should we do one more, Tom? Yeah, I've got time for a quick, quick, sweet one, yeah. It's a quick, quick, sweet one. All right, let's, let's, let's do this one. Uh, first, I'd say thanks for making such a good podcast. That always makes you laugh and brightens my Wednesdays and Fridays. My question is, how did your driving test go? Did you pass first time? I'm 18 this year and I took two driving tests and unfortunately failed both tests. I could drive fine. I think it's a factor on the day the nerves got the best of me, leading to me to make a silly mistake and failing. Really affected me failing both tests. I've but let my friends and family down and disappointed them. You haven't. Let your friends and family down and disappointed them, mate. That could be uh, further from the of, truth. I, I thought of an animal name and called me the cub. My last name is David, so I could be the wolf's long lost son. Right. Uh, lastly, in lockdown, I got into golf and go regularly with my dad. We made an Instagram account, account to point. Okay, he's asking for a. He's, he's shouting out his uh, his golf Instagram. Shout out, shout out. Give the guy some, give, give at, the guy some at, juice. At four underscore golf for tears. Oh, man, I love that. Four. Four musketeers. Yeah, I like there's it. I only like three. It. Mu- there's three musketeers. Yeah, yeah, but he's done anyway, four as he shot four. If, if you. No, I know that. I'm just saying. He said, but what I'm saying is, in the email, he said it's based on four musketeers. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's yeah. not as it's based on the three musketeers. So listen, cub. They've uh, added a musketeer. So it's yeah, okay. Yeah, listen, cub. Listen. Like if it was a cheese thing and they call themselves the Brie Musketeers, <laughs> that'd be quite sweet. Actually, that would work sort of better. You should set up an account like that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right, go on, Tom. Look, Cub, number one, you haven't let anyone down. You haven't let anyone down at all. Uh, I think sometimes you can feel that way uh, because you feel like you've let yourself down, which you haven't done that either. The fact of the matter is, I think your parents, and by the way, let me say, your relationship with your dad sounds like a cracker. You you know, it sounds very something you should be very proud of and enjoy. But uh, I think they're just going to be proud of you for trying, and that's what life is about. And let, let me be honest here, I haven't even passed my my driving test. I tried once, failed once, uh, and then realised that driving wasn't for me for for the while. And, uh, you know, five years became 10, 10 became 15, and 15 became 20. And before I knew it, I was a 42-year-old man who doesn't drive. Uh, and for the most part, I think that's probably been for the best because I kicked the life out of partying and, and enjoying my life through for, for most of my 20s and 30s. Uh, but sometimes I think I let myself down by not, going back and going, oh, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try this again. I bottled out. You haven't done that. You've been a bigger man. You've been a stronger man. And you should. that should be... And you, you're you going to crack it at some point. And let me tell you, I might even now, inspired by your words, I might even learn to drive. Because after, obviously, you know, the late thing and, uh, you know, I feel I'm in that mood where, yeah, you know what, I feel like I could accomplish it. And, yeah, maybe me and Rob could do like a little episode where we go for a driving lesson together. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds good. I'll, I'll sit in the back of the car. We'll set the podcast equipment up. <laughs> That's good. Uh, now, listen, uh, Cub, I've got a little bit of advice for you, and it's a cautionary tale, okay? 
Um, I took a driving test when I was 17 years old or 18, and I failed. And I was so upset and had the same reaction to you uh, at failing my driving test that I stopped my driving lessons and I didn't then go on to pass my driving test till I was 24. It, was only up, it took me till then to sort of bring myself to go back and do it. And as Tom's saying, there's nothing wrong with not driving, but it sounds like you want to drive. Like Tom, you know, Tom made the choice to not to not do it. And uh, I don't think it's affected him too negatively. He's, as you said, he enjoyed his 20s and 30s cadging lifts of other people. <laughs> so um, my my advice to you is get straight back on the horse. Don't, you know, if you... If, and if by a horse, you mean car? Yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if, if he need... If the cub needed that clearing up, then I'm amazed that he managed to get himself together to write an email. Then. <laughs> but... Um, so uh, look, get straight back on it and do it, mate. Don't don't let it affect you. Loads of people like, like loads of my mates failed like three or four times. So don't worry about it. it. Actually, makes you a better driver, statistically speaking. Tom, do you, you want? We're just about to finish the the, the old podcast. Do you want to check your teeth <laughs> in the mirror after we're done? Yeah, I would do. Sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ! I just sort of look up from the email. I'm trying to give this poor cub some advice. And see you checking your fucking front gnashes right in the camera. Right. <laughs> My apologies. Cub, I think that, yeah, what me and Romesh both mean is you got this. You are you. And no one else can replace that. Look, if there's one thing I want you to do now, go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast and a tale of a man who didn't think he could suck around a lake but did. And let, let that driving test be your lake, my friend. Okay, great. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for listening to the Wolf and Our podcast bonus episode. If you've got anything you want to send in, please email us in at uh, wolfourpod at gmail.com. Um, and we will speak to see you. Well, Tom and I are going to see each other in about a day because he's going on holiday, so we've got so to we'll do it tomorrow. Next week, there probably won't be a bonus then. That means no, it probably won't warn no. people. Yeah, there won't be a bonus yeah. next week. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. Um, I just want to say to everyone, remember you are own, you're your own kings and queens, prince and princesses of your own lands and your own minds. Go and fucking do with that as you will. Sure. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. I'm hoping, let, let's all keep our fingers crossed, that the Kool-Aid levels in Tom's blood have, have subsided subsequently enough for him to return to normal by the time we next do this. Uh, take care of yourselves, guys. We love you very much. Love, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.